we're going to have to go shut down our business. Welcome to the Jared Williams Show. Jared, how's it going? What's up, homie? <laughs> Nothing. Just chilling as usual. Podcast day, you know? Podcast Wednesday. Yep, podcast Wednesday. No matter what day you hear this on, it's Wednesday <laughs> when we record it. <laughs> Unless it's not. Unless it's Monday. <laughs> and then don't worry about that. We're actually recording early this time. Yeah, how come? Uh, I'm going back to Alaska to go check oh, on snap. funding business. Uh-huh. I'm actually I'm actually going up just so I can snowboard, <laughs> not so I can check on it. Yeah, yeah, just so you can snowboard. But what else are you doing? Because you're coming up because you're checking on a certain thing, right? Uh, no, we actually got 600 reviews, 600 mm-hmm. Google reviews. So every 100, we've had a party. So we're having mm-hmm. a party. So I'm coming up nice. for the party. What are you guys doing? The review. Uh, we're gonna go shoot guns. That's we, cool. Uh, rented out a shooting range, and then we're gonna the go... whole thing. Oh, dude, yeah, that's gonna be the awesome. Thing. Rented out the whole nice. shooting range. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna bring their guns. I bought a bunch of ammo for everybody to shoot. Oh, dude, because that's the expensive that's cool. part. That um, is the expensive part. Yeah, and then we're gonna go shoot guns. It's gonna be awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds like sounds like a good time. It's probably, hopefully, Have it's gonna pizza. be nice too. Pizza. And I think guns. so. Should be nice. So yeah. be, Well, I mean kind of nice who, fairly warm. who knows this time of year this time of year can be weird yeah it'll be cool it'll be rad nice Yep. i bought those i bought some guns right before i came down here mm-hmm. and i shot them once <laughs> and they're still nice. up there so it'll be cool nice. i'm gonna go get them yeah. shoot them again yep maybe i'll bring them down to florida yep. who knows? yeah who knows then you can have them on the podcast yeah i'm gonna we buy can... a new gun while i'm there you're gonna buy a new gun while you're there you yeah, I'm gonna buy a gun from my general manager. We just went mm-hmm. to Seattle together, mm-hmm. and he's super into guns, as mm-hmm. you know, but the audience yep. doesn't know. So he's like, I do, super, super into guns, like loves yep. guns, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to the gun store in Seattle, dude. It was pretty crazy. They're like, you know, they just got voted. Um, I think it, so they had like the limited magazine. You can only have ten bullets in a magazine. Mm-hmm. So like all the magazines they sell there they're like the same size as a regular magazine so that they still mm-hmm. fit in all the holsters and stuff. But right. then they have like a, a limiter or however they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a spacer or something. Yeah. So you can only put 10 bullets in, which mm-hmm. is super lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they had just passed their, where they were most likely going to pass their bill about assault rifles. They're going to ban. Them. Oh, to, to ban the assault rifles. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And so I asked the gun store owner, I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to, go get a new job. I'm going to have to shut my store down. Oh, cause he probably sold mostly assault rifles. Yeah. That was his huh. whole, it's like 90% of his income was assault rifles. Holy moly. Accessories Dang. and magazines. Yeah, sure. And bullets. Sure. And all that stuff. Huh? He's like, without that, what am I going to sell? And he said, the bill is so vague. They don't even know if like, it's going to include like pistols that, sure. you know, with a magazine. Right. So, so they don't know. They, so they're just waiting. They're huh. just waiting. Yeah, they don't know what's yeah, going that on. That sucks. That sucks because he's not giving like he can't really make this huge decision to shut down his business quite yet because nope. it honestly could be vague enough where they're like, "Hey, man, you can still sell assault rifles. They just can be only in this way, but you can still right. sell them." You know, like there could be that classic little loophole, right? And then he doesn't know if he should order more stock or what. <sighs> so he's going to lose money no matter what just by them putting yeah. this bill on the table. And then if it passes, which I'm not sure if it actually passed or if it was like passed mm. a certain point and it was prob- more than likely going to pass. 
Yeah, sure. It's, it's pretty crazy going in there and talking to those guys, and they're like, just because this bill passed, we're going to have to go shut down our business. Yeah, that like, sucks. I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, I'm going to go paint cars. I painted cars before I started this business. I'm going to go back to painting cars. It's like, hmm. dang, that's crazy. Anyway, long story short, hmm. when I was there, I've been looking for a pistol mm -hmm. because so I had that I, I broke my finger. It doesn't mm -hmm. the tip doesn't bend anymore. Mm -hmm. So I need a pistol that's got a small and I have small hands to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I need a pistol that when I grab it two handed, my finger isn't sticking out. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't grab it. Like that's the problem with my pistol. Now. Huh. So I checked out this pistol. I don't remember what it was because I'm not a pistol guy. I think it was a Sig Sour P something. Anyway, Dude, the, sounds, the grip sounds super dope. small. I could literally mm -hmm. wrap my whole hand around it and get mm -hmm. this finger bent so all the yeah. way flush. So, so then when backwards. I go to grab it, I can actually grab the whole yeah. thing. Because otherwise you have to like come like this and grab it like this to like bend your finger. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. But I couldn't buy it in Washington because of the gun laws because I was out of state. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. So it turns out, anyway, my general manager has one already uh, that he's, that he's going to sell me. Nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Guns so are kind of cool because like up here and probably in places maybe like Texas or other places, but up here guns uh -huh. are cool because they become this tradable commodity where like totally people did. will always be doing deals like, Hey man, like, let me buy that car from you. I got a thousand bucks and you can have this shotgun. And you're like, Oh, yeah. Dude. yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Throw in the yeah. shotgun, throw in that. What else you got? What other kind of weapons you got? Yep. Yeah. yeah it's like that. Yeah. Have you ever read the book, the science of getting rich? Uh, yes. You better have. Cause that's my favorite yeah. book. Um, I know you told me to read it. Make I think that a requirement even... of like working at plum social. You have to you read, read the book. science of getting rich. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. my favorite book. Mm -hmm. If you have, if anybody that's listening hasn't read it, the science of getting mm -hmm. rich, you need to go read it. Mm -hmm. My favorite part in that book is when he explains how it's his duty to, to like God and your fellow man to get as much money as you possibly can mm -hmm. because he solely looks at it as like a resource to be able to do good. Because the society that sure. we live in, like sure. everything is traded in money or 99% of the stuff that we do is mm -hmm. traded in money, your time. So mm -hmm. it's just this resource that you can then go use for good. And so viewing it as a resource, then if you want to do and as much good and have as mm -hmm. big of an impact as you can, then it's going to require as much money as you can go get. Right. Mm -hmm. And the whole mm -hmm. book is basically, it's just a matter of going and getting it. Right. Is, is, sure. Is it, it exists. It's there yeah. to be had. Right. Good book really changed the way that I kind of think about money. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things that he says in the book, he's like, whenever you're trading a service for money, you want to trade more. You want to give that person in value more than the dollar amount that they gave you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So he gives an example and this is why I thought of this. It, if you're trading with, a, you know, an Indian or an Eskimo or something, and I think he actually says an Eskimo in Alaska mm -hmm. or, or something, a woodsman in Alaska. Mm -hmm. um, they have a very, a painting, right? That's mm -hmm. very valuable. 
that you would love to have on your wall because it'll make you look better and allow you to have these people at your house and impress them and, mm -hmm. and be able to get in their community and sell stuff stuff to them, right? Mm -hmm. If you give him a shotgun, and let's say that painting's worth 10 grand, but there's mm, money isn't around, sure. right? Right. And you give him a shotgun instead, then you are, you know, that painting to him is of no value because mm -hmm. he can't hang it on his wall and use it to impress anybody. Mm -hmm. But you give him that shotgun or that rifle or whatever that he can mm -hmm. go hunt with, that has a ton of value to him. Mm -hmm. Now he can go get fur to stay warm in the winter. He can go sure. get food to be able mm -hmm. to eat, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not necessarily like how the world values it. It's it's that the person you're selling to. Mm -hmm. So like in your plumbing business, and I thought about mm -hmm. this a lot with my business as we were building it, in your plumbing business, you have to give more value to your customer than the dollar amount that they give you back, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you have to solve a problem that they can't solve with the amount of money that they have. Mm -hmm. So you have to give them a skill. Right. You have to give them, and really what it boils down to is, and we talk about this a lot, you have to give them a service mm -hmm. that is worth the money that they have to pay you for it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what we were going to talk about in this podcast, but. It's funny. I don't remember either. Me neither. <laughs> That's a good book. Yeah, go read it and, and really wrap, like, really, really wrap your brain around those concepts. Mm. There, number yeah, one, and even money's a resource. Number two, yeah, to trade something, you know, you have to give them more value than the money that you receive for it. So, like, so another, before, let me give you one more example. Keep that question in your mind, though. Okay, so like. There. Like a book, this is a really good example. Mm -hmm. If I were to buy a $10 book, mm -hmm. but that book then taught me something that allowed me to go make a million dollars. Sure. Right? The mm -hmm. I bought that book from the person who wrote it for 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. And it gave me more value than that $10 in return. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good example. That's mm -hmm. kind of how you want to think about like, like all of what you do. Mm-hmm. So even in like our, our like Plum Social, because you're part of Plum Social, like with that, our whole goal is to give more value to them mm -hmm. than the money they give us for mm -hmm. our monthly fees, right? By like doing their social media and putting their brand on the community, really permeating mm -hmm. areas of the community with their brand. Mm -hmm. They're then getting brand recognition, phone calls for their companies, mm -hmm. getting plumbing work, selling jobs, like the the value that they get in return is far right. beyond what they're paying us monthly right. to do their yep. social media, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's good to find that product that can achieve that to the highest level possible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like the 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 larger that split, the more yeah. the, the more mm -hmm. you can actually sell that pro that product for, or the higher mm -hmm. your profit margins can be, right? Yep. Yep. Like if I were to sell you a product for $10 that then made you $20, right? Mm -hmm. Versus if I sold you a product that, you know, for $500 that made you a million. Right. I'm I'm going to be able to sell more of that $500 product. I'm going right. to be able to sell for a higher profit margin as well. Because mm -hmm. I could creep that mm -hmm. up to, you know, I could take that $500 product, I could sell it for 5,000 and it'd still be worth it, right? Yep, definitely. 
But that $10 product, I'm kind of stuck. I can't sell yeah. it for much more because it only brings $20 in value. Sure. Yeah, sure. Hmm. I, so, I like thinking about those things. So, And those are good things to think about, especially in your business, yeah. because that, again, we talked about a couple episodes back, like not competing on price because that keeps you out of just always thinking about your price as your competition point. It lets you think about all the other parts of your business and how to add value to all these different parts of your experience that really can make you stand out. You deliver on a service that far surpasses the actual dollar value. Um, so when you, when you read that book, like how did you think about money before you read the sides of getting rich? So, you know, cause coming up when you come up in, in American home, at least my American home and most of my friends' homes, money was a thing that was limited. And your mm-hmm. parents viewed money that was limited. And that's mm-hmm. likely why they had limited amounts of money. So, and so they, they, you know, they were taught that. So they taught you that. And you can just keep going back. Your family's sure. just been believing that li- money is a limited resource. And it comes from, you know, them just working for people, basically. Mm -hmm. Because when you're working for somebody else, your money is limited to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can always go, and most people don't think this way, like you could always go and try to move up in your company. Right. Right. So you could Mm -hmm. go better yourself, gain skills, become more valuable, and then move up in your company. And then if you stop moving up in one company, you can move sideways to another company and then mm-hmm. move up in that company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep doing that. And you can get sure. to, you know, depending on how many skills you acquire and how valuable you come, you could do that infinitely. Right. You could go be the CEO of some billion dollar company and make billions of dollars being a CEO. Mm-hmm. Or at least hundreds of millions, right? Right. So it's not just in business. It's also in going to work every day. But most people believe like, okay, I can only achieve a certain amount. I can, hmm. uh, there's a ceiling on how much money I can make. They don't believe that anybody can go gain more skills, take more risk, make moves, and make more money. They believe mm-hmm. that... Hmm. And if they believe that they can, right, even if they believe that they can go make more money, they believe that the cost of making more, more money mm. is far outweighs the benefit of making more money. Mm-hmm. And they all, and they also don't have the belief that it's, that they're called, you know, that it's their duty to mm-hmm. earth, to, I guess their duty to their fellow man and, and to God to go get as much of this resource as possible. Mm -hmm. So they're stuck thinking, you know, like rich people are evil. Sure. You know, or Mm -hmm. people who Mm -hmm. have a lot of money just lucked upon it or they, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who believe that they, they must've done something bad. Sure. They have all that money. They must've cheated or stolen to get that money. Right. Sure. And Mm -hmm. usually, the lower income you go, the more of those thoughts you kind of see. So in, in my childhood, we were not low income. We were kind of, we were middle-class. We were, you know, we weren't poor by any means. Mm -hmm. We were pretty well off, but most of our, 
most of our money beliefs were, okay, you know, my dad had a job, my mom had a job, they made a decent income and, and that was it. Like that was their mm -hmm. cap and that's what they believed was their cap. And they still Interesting. think this way. I argue hmm. with them about it all the time. <laughs> and so, cause now they're retired and they're like, well, yeah. I can't just go make more money. I'm like, yes, you can. You just don't sure. want to go make more money. Let's mm. think about this differently because you could totally go make mm -hmm. more money. And they're like, yeah, but I don't want to put the work in to go make more money. And I'm like, that's because you believe it's a lot of work to go make more money. What sure. if I told you you can make a lot more money with very little work? Mm -hmm. Would that change? Like, would that change you wanting to go make more money? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, guess what? It's fine. You can mm -hmm. totally do that. You can go make money mm -hmm. with very little work on your end. It just takes the way you think about things up here. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we grew up, that's a, that was a long digression down the way my parents think. No, um, no, you're well, it's all part of answering the question. Cause I asked you a, a large question. Yeah. Like how we think, anyway, how we think about money is like a big question to everybody. It, it really is. And so I grew up thinking about it as you go get a job, you make a good income and maybe you move one or two steps up, but then you're capped and that's it. And that's what you mm -hmm. make. So you want to mm -hmm. choose something where you're going, you're not, you're going to make good money mm -hmm. and good money mm -hmm. was like, you know, if you're making a hundred K a year or more, then you're making mm -hmm. good money. Mm -hmm. And then if you can do that, you know, husband and wife both go make over a hundred K, then you're making really good money. Like if you can get in the mm -hmm. 200, 250,000, you're making really good money. Hmm. And then I got there and I was like, this is really, really lame. This is, <laughs> this is really boring, right? Sure. Cause I got, I got there so young, you know, yeah, like 20, I think I was 24 and I made a hundred thousand mm -hmm. a year. And mm -hmm. I was like, number one, this isn't enough money, mm -hmm. especially if I want to do as much good in the world or I want to have an impact on the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want to get, be able to give money, if I want to be able mm -hmm. to provide opportunity for others, mm, sure, this isn't going to cut it. Mm -hmm. And then just, I mean, even just to, to live, you know, we were living in Alaska. It's a little more expensive, mm -hmm. but yeah, if we wanted two cars and a house and we wanted to eat well and we wanted nice things in our house, it wasn't enough money. Right. It just wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I had to change the way that I thought about money in order to, in order to go get more. Cause if you think it's limited, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. If you think money's limited, you're never ever going to go try to get more. Yeah. Cause you don't think it's available. Huh? So you, and yeah, you kind of just get stuck in a progression you do. of you're kind of where you're at and you're not really going to go. And maybe it's like, maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like figure it out in my head. Like, is it because those, your parents or that style of person who is thinking in that limited frame, right? Is it because mm -hmm. they think about money too much or they don't think about it enough or they don't care to go get it or like, Cause like, I, I understand, like, I understand you get set in a pattern and it's comfortable going to work every day, expecting your 2% raise mm -hmm. every year. You have a 401k, you know, that your life will eventually turn into this because the 401k is going to be here. And so it's always sort of odd to me that people wouldn't try to like change that circumstance to mm -hmm. better it in one way or the other, like not more, like more than 2% to so like, Oh, I could change this. 
Yeah, and I think it's just because of what society tells you about money and working and setting aside for retirement and retiring mm-hmm. that you automatically think that that's the way to go. Right, and sure. Then it, and then when you're going that way, it feels comfortable, right? Or comfortable, sure. right? <laughs> like you get comfortable <laughs> yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get out of that, especially mm-hmm. when it goes against the mainstream way of thinking, right? Yeah, because you're probably going to do unconventional things if you yeah. start pushing against that, trying to make more money. Like you could pull your 401k because the investment opportunity that that money can afford you is greater than what it would right. give you as you retired. And also, yeah. and my parents would tell you, that's dumb. You're crazy, right? Yeah, you're going to lose out on all that free money just gathering interest in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, like on that point, like you have to go do these crazy things or things that seem crazy, right? Sure. So a risky. Yeah. So even like like me when I started my plumbing business and I started like buying a ton of vans and hiring a bunch of people and scaling and spending tons of money on advertising, my parents were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 don't you want to slow down? Like, you've got four vans going. Can't you just chill for a little bit and just Mm, make sure it's going to work out? Okay. Like be safe in that. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you putting away for a 401k? Are you Mm -hmm. still putting money away? I'm like, no mom, no dad. (laughs) I'm not putting away for a 401k. I'm building a business, right? That's going to make me lots of cash Yeah. that I'm then going to be able, that's going to be worth something. Yeah. Then I'll put, then I'll go start making other investments or start other businesses that make me more cash. Right. Because the amount of cash you can make is unlimited, right? It's not this. It's not this thing where I got to go set aside these little chunks for this later date, so that I can continue to get little chunks of income. No thanks. Yeah, I'll yeah. And then, but meanwhile, only ever being able to get enough to like live, hopefully, but yeah. not live in a way that you're currently living, right? Because I know that, like, if I would have just yeah. let my four hundred one k ride out. I would have been like, okay, well, we're limited. We can't live like we've been living because our income right. is so much smaller because that's what the 401k yielded. Yeah. And then, of course, the argument would be like, well, that's why you got to like reinvent, put more into it or whatever. But then that would yeah. limit my life later. So either way, I'm limiting something. Yeah. I think approaching money and life in such a way where I'm trying to not limit anything, I think is a better way to do it. And Heck so yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want a limited amount of money that I can draw from as I'm, living my later years. I'd yeah. rather have income streams that are paying me as I go and live. And I don't want to yeah. be like, I don't want to be like poorer when I retire. No, that would be, that would defeat the purpose. Yeah. Like the, the hardest years to live in your life are going to be when you're hella old and you're all sick and junk. Yeah. Like, why do you want to be poor then? Like, that's not a good time to be poor. So yeah. I went and looked at my parents and I was like, you know, they're living on their retirement and it's less money than they made when they were working. And so they're constantly thinking about money. They're um. constantly worried about not having enough money. And so when I get around them and they start talking about money, I start talking about money and I'm like, I start talking about op- the opportunities they have and, and how they're thinking about money the wrong way and how if they just did these other things that could have more money. And they're like, all you all you think about is money. That's all you want to go do is make more money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I never think about money. 
It's you guys who are constantly <laughs> thinking about money because you never have around enough, you. right? Yeah, yeah. Every time sure. we go out to eat, how much is this going to cost? Every time we go to the grocery store, how much does this cost? Every time they, they need a new t-shirt, how much is this going to cost? How much can I save mm. here? Versus me, I, I go out to eat. I don't even look at the price. I don't even consider it when I'm picking a place to eat. We mm -hmm. go to the grocery store. I don't look at the bill. I have no mm -hmm. idea how much I spend on groceries. Mm -hmm. No clue. That's the place where I would rather live. Mm -hmm. I don't, I rarely think about money. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's an easy choice. I'm like, do I want to be like that? Like my parents or some mm -hmm. other retired people that I know and be limited on my money mm -hmm. and be limited on the things that I can do and have to constantly worry about this thing? Mm. Or do I want to put myself in a situation later in life where I don't have to worry about those things? Right. I would much rather have the latter. I would much yeah. rather have this like excess overflow of money that then I can go pour into the community. I can pour into my employees. I can pour into my friends. Mm -hmm. I can pour into ministries, right? Mm -hmm. How much more, you know, on your deathbed, how much more joy would that bring you to know rather than skimping by and living the last 20 or 30 years of my life, worrying about money all the time and how much I spent on all this stuff so I could save it all. How much better would it be to be on your deathbed and go, I gave millions of dollars away to this organization that then did all this good. Sure. I provided all this opportunity because of all these businesses I built. Look at all these employees now that have super awesome jobs that learn new skills that got paid really well. They were taken care of and the customers that we got to serve that now have better businesses all because of I thought about money just a little bit different mm -hmm. in my mind there's like there's no going back like to me just forget about the other thing I'm going I'm all in on making this excess happen sure sure because I don't see why not I don't know why you wouldn't yeah I don't I don't really know why you wouldn't either. Um, I'm just trying to think with my experience with money. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been like super attached to it mm -hmm. in the sense that like I would feel afraid. Like, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I look at my bank account every day. Cause I think for me, I just like to know what my money's doing, what it's at. Like, okay, I got to pay this bill, pay this bill. Cool. We're on track. Cause I don't want to make any mistakes. Right. Right. So I know what it's all doing, but I'm never afraid to be like, oh, there's an opportunity to spend a bunch of my money. I should spend a bunch of my money. But it's because I know how much I make and I know where everything's at that I feel comfortable in doing that. <laughs> but I've never like, I've never won. It's never, I was never afraid to look at my bank account when I didn't have any money. That was never mm -hmm. an anxiety for me. Like I remember mm -hmm. looking at my bank account and being like, man, I got $1,100 in there. And I was never like, oh my gosh, I'm screwed. I'd go, dang, I got $1,100 in there. That's not very much. Am I going to make it till paycheck? I'm going to make it till paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Cause I, I, I know that there, I know people who were, that is a difficult thing for them to do to like right. look at their bank account, recognize what it means. And then like do something about it. Like I know people who just like don't even pay attention to it and they pretend like it's not there. And that to me is always really weird because well, what's the point? It's not helping you then. It's just the, 
It's like, yeah. even like, even if you have a ton of money in there and you're like, well, I don't even, I don't even, I don't pretend it exists and I'm going to live as like, I don't know. I don't want to say like as humbly as possible because I think there's a difference, right? There's a difference in intentionally for a mm-hmm. purpose living a very frugal life. Mm-hmm. Like I think if somebody is living a frugal life by choice because there is some, I don't know, reason why they're doing it and they're still making money. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's a, there's a purpose behind it, but just to live a frugal life because you're afraid of your bank account dwindling. Yeah. To me shows a weird mindset. It demonstrates the, the mindset that yeah. you don't think that you can go make more money that you don't think you can replenish yeah. that because yeah. that should I think be your it, goal. Yeah. I think it really depends on, on the mind or the heart behind it. Right. Yeah. Cause there is this weird thing like in the church, like growing up in church that I noticed like people really look up to people who make a ton of money, but then they live really frugally for some reason. But then the guy who makes a ton of money and lives lavishly, he's like looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, to me, it was always weird. It's like, who cares how they live or how much money they make? Mm-hmm. Right. Why yeah. It, it To me, it's like, how much are they giving? Like if you've got mm-hmm. a ton of money in the bank, that's not doing any good. Right. If you're if you're hoarding it all and living super cheap, what good are you doing? If you're right. making a ton of money and you're living super super lavishly, well, what good are you doing? Right. I guess you know the question's the same either way. What good are you doing? And I think Yeah, yeah, sure. I think that's sure. that's probably more important. Yeah, and, and I think and again, yeah, that is how the question. you look at money. Mm-hmm. Like, is it limited? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna hoard mm-hmm. onto it? Because you can have you can make tons of money and still have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, is this yep. a limited resource? And then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people fall into that downfall of trying to hoard their money and hold on to it. And they're afraid to like go spend it in order mm-hmm. to make more money. Mm-hmm. And wh- I know we talked about that on the last couple of podcasts. And that's a, you know, it comes from that same mindset of this is limited. And the sooner you can yeah. get over that, the sooner you're going to be willing to go spend that money on things that make you more money. Right. And the more willing you're going to be when you get money to go give it away and to go mm-hmm. invest in these other other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting because I'm like I'm thinking about like the smart people that I listen to on podcasts, like whether it's like Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan or all these people, and like the one thing that they don't really ever talk about is money. Mm-hmm. And my guess is because it doesn't occur to them to think about it. And it right. also could be because there's just sort of a stigma within society that you don't talk about how much you make. It's like I understand that. But they they never bring it up. Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, they just seem like people like, obviously, those dudes, they got money, right? They ain't hurting for nothing. Mm, they never check not. their bills when they go and buy stuff because it's not a yep. big deal to them. But what that does is it allows them to free up all their time and their mind to be able to think and pursue better things. Like right. if Joe Rogan was worried about how much money he had all the time, he probably couldn't have a banger podcast and enlighten us and introduce us to people who are super smart because he was worrying about his money. So. Yep. I think what you said was a really good thing, which is we should be thinking about what is the good that we're doing? Like what sort of help are we bringing to the community? What, if any suffering are we alleviating with our resources and to consider that money is just the resource that we have and to be afraid of it or to love it too much. Both of those things, like like they both put you in the same position. 
yep. or then either way you're not doing as much good because you're dwelling upon money too much whether because you just hoard it all or whether because you just think there's not enough and you don't spend any of it um yeah i would caution like even not to just think of the good that you can do in the community or good that you can do in missions or or whatever around the world i would say you need to think about like how can you use this resource first to do good here with yourself like how mm -hmm. can you free your own mind how can you free sure. your own time mm -hmm. how can you free your own resources and then move to your you know your family um your mm -hmm. friends and and have it be this thing that just moves out like it yeah sure it can be a huge thing right um mm -hmm. i like to think of it like um you know i would love to give tons of money to certain missions and 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 mission fields and and good causes but for me personally um and maybe this will change as i'm as my income grows you know in the future but like right now i focus on i'm i want to number one free my time and free my brain mm -hmm. that way it mm -hmm. allows me like you said to think better to think more clear to spend my time doing things that are going to be able to grow it even further mm -hmm. um and then i'm i spend it on businesses right and hiring mm -hmm. people and creating more opportunity so that mm -hmm. other people can then go make more money which right. is super cool because the yep. bigger that gets right i try to view it as mm -hmm. this giant pyramid underneath the bigger that mm -hmm. gets the more people that are making a bunch of money they're going to go do those same things they're going to go give right. to missions. They're going to go give to their community. Sure. They're going to start businesses and provide opportunity. And to me, it's it's endless at that point. Like the, the mm -hmm. bigger it gets, the better. Um, it's super sure. exciting to me. But that's my two cents. That's how I think about it. I like it. Yeah. Cool, man. That's uh, Yeah, I'll just add to that before we hop off with what you say about like being able to create businesses to provide opportunities for people around you, for your friends, for your family, for people in your community, I think really is a, like a good way to actually make your world a better place because it's a yeah. very active engagement. Uh -huh. And if everybody wanted to create businesses that are run well, that provide excellent service that can pay their employees really well and still providing incredible value, and that was a repeatable process within your community. It only takes like five or six or seven or eight or 10 of those businesses in your community to really begin to change things because yep. then suddenly you have a lot more energy in that community, energy in the forms of, in the form of money that you can actually continue to reinvest. Yep. And it really does start to compound on itself. And I think that people just think that they're just stuck in their way and there's no way out. And they will yeah. always be doing the thing that they do. But I think it's better to figure out how you can make more money. I would encourage you to start a business to find that and to do that because it's just good for you and it's good for everybody around you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't necessarily think they need to start a business, but I think they should always be thinking on how they can increase their skill sets, their income, and think about making as much money as possible and sure. viewing it as a resource. Mm -hmm. for for that reason and go read the science of getting rich it's a good book and you there gotta you go. and you gotta listen to it too because the way the author <laughs> reads it is so good 
<laughs> yeah, that's that was your inner voice for a long time. I know, dude. It's still my inner voice to this day. When I any other book I read, I read it in that voice. Oh, that's awesome. It is cool. Well, Thanks, cool. Jared. Appreciate you. Thanks, homie. See ya. Yeah. See ya.